live in front of a studio audience here in New York City. It's the What Are You Watching podcast starring Honor the Consumer and Danny the Wine Man. Yo, thank you to The Roots for our intro song. Finally got them to come on. We had to borrow them from Fallon. He was a little upset, but uh, they've been great. They've been phenomenal. Yes, um, that was all us, by the way. That wasn't actually The Roots. That was me and Hunter making the sounds of a band. I know that can kind of get distorted. Um, but yeah, tonight we are live and we're ready to get to the episode. But before we get to the episode, Hunter, quick quote a movie. Go. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Okay, there it is. There it is. That Can was quote a show too. Can you quote a show? Oh, that's too much. The King of the North. That's you know, it's just <laughs> it was a bad one. That was a bad. No, one. no, that was good. Let's let's start it, huh? <laughs> All right, kick it. We are tonight's entertainment. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Okay, um, three-week hiatus, two-week hiatus. I'm already a little warm. I'm pretty hot to start this episode. Um, but yeah, we're back. Episode, once again, we don't count the episodes. Um, but 62? We're back 62? Yes. Is that what we're- Sure, we'll okay. say that. Um, our sponsor, Anchor, has yet to give us a sponsorship um, to huge. announce. Okay. No ads. We have No, we haven't gotten ads yet. No ad reads yet. I just meant but- huge that we've been selected. Mm. Well, we haven't been selected. Um, but we, oh, right. Right. Anchor is not a... Okay, Anchor is the company. Anchor, Anchor is our hosting yes. platform. They're supposed to give us ads to read, but we don't get enough listeners quite yet. But we're growing. Every day we're growing. Um, we're above 100 followers total on Instagram and Twitter combined. We're above 100 now. So that's, that's, that's something huge. to clap about. Um, um, really quickly, yeah, but we're, what's we're going on outside? Drive-by, drive-by shooting? Oh, if you guys didn't hear in the intro, we're live from New York City, um, where I currently reside in my girlfriend's apartment, and uh, New York City is loud. There will be police cars, and there will be fire trucks and ambulances, all three. They all make their own sounds, and we'll hear all three of them tonight. So we're live. Once again, we're live. Now that you're moved into an apartment building, do you have any suspicions that your neighbors might have meth labs going on, prostitution rings? Like, have you started to kind of ping, oh, that's Mac from 3B. He smells like death. You know, like he could be Dahmer. Do you have those yet? Or are you still getting to know the crowd? It's not a huge apartment building. It's not like one of the like 25 floors. It's nothing massive. It's only four or five. Uh, So you don't run into people a ton. But I did run into an interesting character the other day. Um, he was, me and him were both at Dwayne Reed, which is owned by Walgreens. So just the Walgreens. Um, I'm in there. I'm buying some toilet paper, obviously. Um, here comes this kid in a camo shirt, you know, um, it's the middle of the day. He's wearing a camo shirt, long sleeve, camo shirt and shorts. Interesting character. Huh? I wonder what he's doing here. He buys uh, a half gallon of milk. I'm going to say 2%. 
um, the mm, red lid. Okay. And sure, that's it. But as I'm walking back to the apartment, this character passes me with, with a faster pace than me. Respect. Oh. But as he does that, he walks into the same apartment building for me and holds the oh. door. But but after he holds the door, right, he goes in first. He stops in the little main common area. He lets me pass him. We, and then I'm checking down the steps. He slowly comes up the steps, maybe 15 seconds later. You're thinking now. You're starting to you're starting and to connect maybe some puzzle pieces. The question is, what is he doing with that milk? My first thought is he's going to waterboard you with that 2%. Just thick enough that you're not going to be able to get the air through. And just right. milky enough that he's going to enjoy it. That's his fetish. <laughs> right. There's still some curves of fat in there. Uh, you really choke right. on it. But yeah. you know what? It, it The only weird part was that he let me pass him and then also came up the steps, but very slowly. That's That would that would get my blood pressure up a little mm. bit, right? Mm. Okay, weird. He lets me in. Kind guy. Immediately, maybe your, right. maybe your walls go down a little bit. Oh, he opened the door for me. He's just a bad dresser. You know, might be a big anime guy. Don't know. Then he starts coming up behind the stairs. He's he's a little slow. He's has this melancholy tone to his footsteps. You're gonna get diddled, right? That's running. That's got to be running through your head right there. That's got. He's following you back to the apartment with the gallon of milk. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep an eye out for him. Um, good. Good. Other than that, everything's been great. Um, Phenomenal. I'm just did laundry. You know the basics. Um, but yeah. So that's that. I believe last episode we teased the update, right? Because I didn't pass the background check. The government was on to me. Um, they had heard of our podcast. They had heard of our secrets. Um, mm-hmm. well, more specifically, mm-hmm. your secret that I witnessed. Um, so I am now a part of the secret. Um, the CIA looked into that, and but I passed the background check, and I now have a job, and I now live in New York. So here we are, still doing the podcast two weeks later. Toa. Yep. Yeah, yeah I can see you. You got your new podcast studio now. We're not with the Orioles backdrop and the, the dual-wheeled monitor setup. Yeah, the monitor will come in time. The camera will come in time once I get my own place. Um, that will all come Good. in time. Studio will get set up in time. Um, but moving on from my life, actually carrying on with my life, just about an event that influenced my life. The Super Bowl happened. Um, I'll just really nip it in the bud. That's when it I did. hit it now. Um, me and Hunter may have butted heads that night. Um, I have since apologized to him. He has. I can um, confirm. We don't hold grudges here. I, I, I may. Western New York is our biggest fan base, so I won't say what I said. Um, I didn't put a hex on the bills or anything like that. I didn't there do anything no, long-term. There was term. no spell. Yeah, no. There was nothing nope. long-term, but I may have said some harsh words about a sensitive bills event that I sincerely take back and apologize for. Um, but the Eagles lost. <laughs> they, they did. Yeah, they and lost. So did our it was bank a great accounts. game. It yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't hit a bet. Didn't hit. I no. didn't hit a bet. Um, but yeah, it was we a, went it was, to this. A- uh, we went to this Super Bowl party, and I'll send you a picture. Maybe we can post this in the uh, on the. We'll make a clip out of it, or whatever. But this guy that we were at, he put up probably sixty-two bets that he placed on the game. And he taped him to a wall, right? Like it was Phil Granucci's Super Bowl like yeah, parlay extravaganza, it. right? And he had yeah. all these different parlays, all these straight up bets, all these whatever, whatever, whatever. The dude went oh and sixty-two. Or however many That's... bets were on that wall, he didn't hit a single one of them, right? 
And it was all kinds of wacky parlays, right? Over yes, yards, yes. catches, receptions, yes. gritty white touchdowns by tight ends on the Eagles that we didn't get yeah, no one of, it. which was a lot of hurt for me. Um, so Great we'll get that up. in there just to show how wishy-washy. I mean, the, other than Kelsey, none of the – and Hurts, I guess. That was the obvious. None of the other touchdown scores hurt or hit. But um, I will more. say – yeah, yes, guy. That was a big one. That was a big one. No, um, I mean, if someone took that, that was my Quez Watkins type of pick, just the flipped side of the field. Anyways, I imagine sorry. if I ended up not taking Kenneth Gainwell and he scored on that play. Doesn't matter. Um, I called Daniel after, or I didn't even call him. I just said, send me a couple voice messages. I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear your mindset. <laughs> and he gets me on the horn. You know, Apple voice message. Hold on to record. He goes, my head hurts. It started to rain right now. You can feel the depression. And I'm playing it on speaker, and uh, the couple that's driving us home is, is up front. And he just goes, <laughs> Daniel goes, uh, I had three Kona big waves. Uh, I'm in a heap of trouble right now. And it was just <laughs> the way he said it. That was <laughs> like we're all going three Kona big waves. <laughs> but you it, can it feel was, the sorrow. So I was watching at my friend's apartment, Blake's, um, and he's got a little balcony. So every time when it – like the whole game – it was a very good crowd to watch with. It wasn't all Eagles fans, but Eagles betters. No one was too hard on the Chiefs. Um, so, you know, it was a good environment. But once it got, like, hot, you know, once it mm. got fourth quarter hot, Cordavius, Tony, punt return, three and out mm. hot, I would just step out on the balcony and just go, ah! <laughs> ah! I'm a dead man. I'm a dead man. I was just looking out in the city lights, just making this awful screeching sound. But the moment I left and it started to rain, it was just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tough. It's, you know, but at the end of the day, at least you got yours in 2017. You know, yeah, at least, it's, it's, at least it's, this wasn't your so one true. shot. No, it sounds like the most like, no, no, I'm good. Cause we won, we won five years ago. Like it sounds like right. one of those things, but the loss hurts so much less because I just experienced the Super Bowl win. Like mm-hmm. if this was all of my life, and the Eagles finally made it, and it lost mm. like that on a flag. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking like 40 years, 30 years. Like you put in the Eagles work. Like I'm an Eagles fan. By no means am I the biggest Eagles fan. I will fully admit it. But like for you, if that happened when, if that Eagles game happened to you when you were like 35 for the Bills, like I mean, it would sink a man. Like it could really, really sink a man. And that's the problem with sports. It holds, it holds some power over you. Uh, two things: sports are bad. Um, mm-hmm. and if that happened to the bills, there would, there would be an unprecedented level of homicides in the Western New York area for probably a four. And those are our biggest fan base. So the one who watched your podcast would be fucked. Yeah, we would, we would be tanked. We would have to sell the stock. We rehired Mike. He would be out again. It would yeah. just be a disaster. Anchor would drop us. We lose all of our ads, all of our yeah. everything or subscribers. The, the lion's or- den, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy O's weed store. Like we would be fucked. <laughs> Yeah, big, I was looking, big gray sweatpants. <laughs> big gray, yeah, uh, cheddar squares. I was uh, I was going through our messages to pull up the voice recording. I was going to play it through the my mm-hmm. snowball here, and it seems that all of our messages deleted as of February thirteenth, the day after the Super Bowl. Like they're just all, gone. All of our messages, like my messages with you on my phone, go back to Monday, February thirteenth. First messages at eight twenty seven p.m. Like I can't go any higher. Whoops. So not can't go any can't go no it's just not there not even a loading Dude. bar i just can't can't go any higher so so great tough huh. yeah i didn't save the voice recording of me doing that whole rant, damn it so. i did i loved it i thought that i was know so you good. did that's devastating maybe we'll we'll work that in later um carrying on carrying um, on 
Super Bowl yeah, tough. So let's also note we're going to keep this podcast in the hour range. We're going to try. We are going to try. We're bite at, at our core roots, ladies and gentlemen of What Are You Watching podcast. We are bite sized, right? We got away from it. We'll probably get away from it again. Yeah, uh, but for time constrained purposes, you know, we, we don't have any special guests this week. We don't have any Google subscriber phone call hotline. So we're going to try to keep it digestible. We're easing our way back in. Daniel moved. We're on different times now, new days. Today, it's Monday yes. night right now. Thank you, presidents. Yes. And we'll shout out to George Washington's birthday. Yeah. Yes. George Washington, George Washington Carver. Um, all, he did the peanut butter. Shout out them all. Jimmy Carter. Not to get sidetracked, you know, I'm not going to get sidetracked, but oh, this but is I want to hear it. Yeah, it's like President's Day. This is like a national holiday. President's yeah. Day. Yeah, like, I mean, we've gotten away from all of the na- every national holiday. It feels like it doesn't count anymore. But President's Day is one of the like sturdy, steady ones. Just interesting thought. Like, it's I get Labor Day, of course, Memorial Day. Like, those all have meaning and backing behind it, but. President's Day? <laughs> like, MLK uh, Day? Get all of them. But come on. Right. It's funny because you talk to some people have off and some people don't have off. You know, it's just one of those holidays. And right. it does seem like every year maybe we get an added holiday and a dropped holiday. I'm not too sure. But you are correct. You know, the fact that this is still a universal thing. Like, what are we doing out here? You know, the only thing presidents is for is maybe get a day off of school and you walk around saying, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, all these presidents. On the President's Day, you know, and that's all. That's all. You know, yeah, like the presidential you know. wave. Yeah, you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uncle um, Sam. Yeah, Uncle Sam. I'm thinking of the Muppets for some reason. Muppets. That's okay. Vision. Muppet Vision. That's Disney okay. World. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I do want to read some movie news that I quickly pulled um, okay. before this episode. Okay. Um, and we're going to do this under a minute again, okay? Okay. I'm going to have to pull the timer out of my phone because I don't have, once again, no dual-wielding monitors anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the stopwatch will be started here. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't see your face because I have to read off Google Docs on my computer. So when I pause, you go. You fire. Okay. Okay. All right? Yep. Movie news. That's not that's not bad improv. Um anyway. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You can't see me. Are you there? I'm I'm screaming. My facial expressions. I feel so blind. Well, that was yeah, besides, besides the Okay, yep, yep, get three, it out, get it out, boy. Three, three, two, one. Ant-Man is a flop. Worst critical review uh, in the compared to audience score in Marvel history. They have a 47% of Rotten Tomatoes from critics. A lot of CGI, give me Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, uh, Kang the Conqueror. He could be the next big villain, Phase 4. Ted Lasso, uh, teaser trailer, March 15th. You excited? Apple TV Plus? I'm going to be really upset when the show's over, but Nate is a rat for leaving for Southampton. Nate is a rap. It's uh, Apple TV. It's the hit. Jason Sudeikis. Uh, trailer Sudeikis. for new season of yeah, yes. Uh, trailer for new season of True Detective starring Jodie Foster. I don't even know who she is, but I know her name. Jodie Foster. She was in Silence of the Lambs uh, and Taxi Driver, yes, yes, and yes, the yes, season yes, is written yes. by somebody else. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, season one, best season of television ever. Poker Face on Peacock, renewed for season two. Natasha Lyonne. Ryan Johnson. Haven't seen it yet. Apparently, it's kind of like Knives Out, but not really. Yeah, yeah, it's corny. It's corny, but it's good corny. Uh, new teaser trailer for Little Mermaid. Holly Berry's you know in it. She's in yeah, it. She's yeah, Holly, Holly Berry, Berry Ursula, Ursula's Melissa McCarthy. Uh, the Little uh, Mermaid's first trailer. Black. The Little Mermaid's no, no, Black. No, 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 no. Black. Shh, shh, shh. Damn it, you ruined me. Flash trailer. Michael Keaton is the new Batman. 
I saw that. I'm excited to see it. Hour, one minute. I just watched Birdman. You bastard. You, you soiled it. You soiled it. It's too much. All right, that was it's good. too much for this Dude, little it's, heart. it's too sweaty. It's, it's so fun. I'm watching you, and I'm thinking you're stroking out on me. I was getting ready to call Lily to call an ambulance. Can we get a kick from her? Can we get a kick? She's got headphones in. No kick? All right, no kick. I've looked at her three times. She hasn't looked back. <laughs> there, there has not been eye contact. There has not been eye contact. She does not know. Um, okay. That um, was movie news so- brought to you by Cheddar Squares and Big Gray Sweatpants in under a minute. The flash sale, we'll call it. Flash movie sale. Um, yes. Brought to you, Cheddar Squares. Today is February 20th. February 20th sponsor. Thank you. Um, that being said, we didn't say today we were going to be reviewing <laughs> Aver- <laughs> Avatar 2. We're, the more I think about it, we're more of a live show type of company. Yeah. We we bounce off the live energy. You know, mm-hmm. when you re-watch this or, excuse me, re-listen to this, I don't know if it hits the same as the live studio audience is getting it behind me. Applause. <sighs> Laughter. Right. Ah. Yeah. Uh, we go... We we feed off the crowd. We're like a we're like a late nineties mm-hmm. sitcom. <laughs> oh Give wow, oh. you know and ooh, and that's ooh. when the little kids in that's trouble. That's what we do. Uh. You know, and in our old live studio, we set up a large thing of plexiglass, set the room in half, and we would have everybody in the live studio audience would be the red buzzer in the top, where you could say if you can when we're recording, so you can't speak, and then it would come off, and it would be like. Be right back. Bum, 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 bum. And then you would see, it would pan to the crowd and they would all be sitting there being like, wow, you know, and, and we've lost that. We've lost that. Yeah, you know, that turn it was a joke at first, but the more I think about it, that that is our style. Like we're funny when like the phone calls, they couldn't even hear you and we were still funny. That, it's, you know? tr- <laughs> it's true. It's true. It might have been better that, that they is could our hear speed. Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that is for our sure. speed. Yeah. Um but Yes, uh, live studio audiences are great. Um, I did not say I do work in a studio nowadays uh, where there are some there are some audiences, and I'll tell you, I stand up I stand up there under the lights. All eight get cameras high? on me, eight cameras on me. Beth, said, get on the bike! <laughs> I said, me and Hunter should record on the bikes. You go, if Sarah Michelle does not have those ankle weights on for this product placement, I am going to lose my mind. You know I have a headset in. I'm, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> Do you have the little box that clips on your waist? Checking yeah. in to call yeah. one? Checking in to call one? Yeah, so like when I'm, when I'm, when I'm in, I'm, I'm pushing the button. You really got to like sell. So the key to headset behavior, I'm working on it. My ears have been like bleeding every day. Like I, it's, it's, my ears are going through it right now, for real. Um. But like when you're talking or when you're listening, so you have that box on your waist, you really got to sell that you're listening, right? Like, cause you're walking, people are walking around you, they're talking to you. How do you sell that you're listening? So me, I'll like, I'll kind of bend the hips and I always grab it and I'll look down mm. and up. I'll like look down and up, I'll look down and up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like that, you can tell I'm actively listening to someone, right? Or yeah. when you're about to talk, you like hold it and you like wait for them to stop. You, know, so look, you look up, right? And then you go in. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just some headset behavior I'm picking up on. Yep. Some cues. Uh, one, does it feel like you have a loaded weapon on your hip? And two, what word do you say the most on the mic? 
Yeah, so the loaded weapon, the only time I feel is when I bend over and I kind of get like a box driven up my stomach, right? Like, and maybe I guess if you have a pistol on your waist, you feel that. Like, it just kind of hits me right in the guts. And I'm like, ooh, I can't bend over like that. Um, what do I say the most? So in terms of like, when I worked on carpool karaoke, that sort of walkie talk was like way more professional and you had to be shorthanded with it because I had the earpiece. Since we're in the studio, mm-hmm. we have the big ear. It's pretty much regular conversation, I would say. Okay. I don't know. Um, Ten, three. Nine, do you, eight, do you get afraid that you're the on most? the? Oh, is mic? your is your biggest fear that you'll be on when you think you're off and you're going to say something horrible, like like Stacy Lee has got cankles the size of a cow, you know, yeah, and so, she's on yeah. the mic. Yeah. Well, she does. That's facts. Um, <laughs> Everybody knows. And she know, and she knows it too. Um, Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> my, 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 I'm flushed. Um, yeah. Uh, Avatar, huh? Avatar 2. Avatar 2. It's James, James, Cameron. So you want to read bad reviews first? Did we decide? Yeah, yeah. let's do some bad reviews. So we're just a little more backstory because we forgot to announce yes. it at the beginning. Yeah. Um, we are covering Avatar 2 here for our movie. We both saw it in theaters. I saw it a little later than Dan by like two months. Cough, cough. Um, we're going to start with some reviews here, uh, that we found on the good old interwebs of the inner, inner workings of the online metaphors. And, uh, then we're going to get into our take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we did it last week for white Lotus. We found bad reviews that were really funny. Um, and I think me and Hunter both had a hard time finding funny reviews for avatar because so many people saw it that there's like actually people like really trying to review it and give it one star, which is crazy. Like that's just, this is crazy. Um, so you want to go every other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll go first. This is from a person named Cosmo. Okay. They're British. Um, I don't even know what this word is, but I'm going to say it. What? What lot of utter drivel? It's like having your favorite dessert over and over and over again. The spoonful is wonderful and magical, but by the 27th, it's starting to make you feel sick and realize it's mostly full of sugar and fat and has no nutritional value whatsoever it's undoubtedly a technical marvel but devoid of soul or a compelling plot the phrase jurassic park um your digital effect artists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could they didn't stop to think if they should Mm. how this bunch of ours is getting good reviews i'll never understand please james cameron listen to me jesus i mean it's a bunch of ours definitely british the writer was at definitely mm-hmm. maybe welsh you know some something mm-hmm. in the united kingdom um but i think what you just heard from cosmo is what the rest of these reviews are going to be i mean when we did the other movies and tv shows i mean one star you know the first thing is this this show was a cum hammer and it was gay <laughs> right like that's what we're looking for and yeah. all, all of these reviews are linked i'm going to shorten mine down i got a couple you know i'll read one or two i'm going to shorten them to get really the juice, but I mean, come on, people. This isn't you're not at a three-star Michelin restaurant and you're the guy from Ratatouille. You know, no one gives right. a shit what you say on Google reviews. It's Google reviews. It's Google reviews. Okay. I have two months ago from a Mr. Michael Underhill. You ready for this one? Hey, <clears throat> Underhill. Now presenting American Smurfs in Space. Parentheses. Can't spoil a movie with no plot. Well, It's truly one of the worst films I've seen in a long time. 
It took Cameron 13 years to make this piece of shit from generic American, from generic American caricatures masquerading as characters, you know, the jock, the Marine, the moody teens, the usual nonsense, to drivel dialogue James Cameron has unleashed upon the world again. Yada, yada, yada. The plat sucks. I don't know how anyone outside of the States is meant to relate to this dog shit Hollywood propaganda. After a global pandemic, not yet out of the cost of living, this is atrocious to justify. Uh, and then the last thing uh, he really says is, uh, it's atrocious. I didn't care who wins or loses because let's face it, there's hardly any suspense in a movie without a plot with 47 sequels planned. Typical Hollywood. Typical. It is some typical Hollywood bullshit. Um, mm. It's facts. So mm. these last two, one's just a line. This is a quote from a Forbes article. It said, who framed Roger Rabbit did it better? Valid. That movie's oh. the best. It is a rock star classic. And then Sweet this is a review Jessica. from... <laughs> typical Rabbit. This is a review from Anastasia. She said, I, I, I clipped it, so paraphrasing. Um, I can easily watch a movie about some serial killer, but this, it has some beautiful <laughs> scenes. It disguised as family-friendly, but it's not. Right after a few beautiful scenes comes a very brutal, then some beautiful again, and then shock again. Uh, maybe I should have gotten more of the review to give some context. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that person, that and I quote soul. said, I can easily watch a movie about some serial killer, but not this. Okay. Drastic, but understandable. Um, one month ago, Alejandro Busta. Here we go. Mm. Um, easily one of the biggest letdowns as far as sequels go. The whole movie feels like a trailer for an Avatar movie, which it is. The plot, spoilers, is watered down to good blue CGI kids go somewhere they shouldn't and get caught by bl bad blue CGI people for the good blue CGI parents to come rescue them in a fight. Visuals, yes, but a movie cannot stand on visual candy alone. Dialogue script feels really safe and predictable. So about halfway, you know how it's going to end. Waste dot of dot time dot dot dot. Period. Period. Yeah, those weren't bad, but not, not the White Lotus level. Uh, I have one more. Can I read it? Yeah. Okay, I'll... Eleonora Mango. Uh, disappointed since the very beginning. Lots of people told me, you don't watch Avatar for the plot, but I strongly agree. Yada, 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 yada. Just a lot of fishes from Pandora, I think, whatever. This is what I like. Too many characters and some sexist stuff that I really can't understand. Like, Feel that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pardon my wife for her behavior. She's tired because she was flying all day. Okay, boring evil enemy. Some sequences are just filmed to be praised and other to drag down groups of people. Respect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, a movie that this many people have seen will catch some controversy no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, let's get into the review of Avatar 2, The Way of Water, James Cameron's highly anticipated sequel. Took, what did we say, 13 years? 12 years? Yeah, 13 years. 13. Um, 13. 13 years since the original Avatar, which was a cultural phenomenon um, for its development and visual effects. CGI, yeah, totally. Here we are in a day and age where CGI is very, very prevalent, very, very good, um, and this movie comes out. And the question is, does it hold up visually? Can that 
just overtake for what some people are saying a bad plot. Um, this movie stars no one you would really know except for Zoe Saldana. Um, Sam Worthington's been in a lot of movies and Signori Weaver, all the aliens, uh, fucking Deep Impact. I mean, she's been in a thousand things. Fine. She's and Edie Falco, the mom from Sopranos. She's 73. Um, okay, yeah, it stars Sam Worthington as Jake Sully, Zoe Saldana as Natri, and Sigori Weaver as Kiri. Did you just call her Natri? Natiri? Kiri? It's Natiri. Zoe Saldana's character is Natiri, not Natri. Dude, I Have some don't culture. remember. Have some no, culture. I don't remember. I don't remember anyone's name for this movie except for Thor or whatever, as Spider. Um, Sigori Weaver plays a girl named Kiri, who is 14 years old, and she is 73. Um, so that's a bit fun fact for you. Daughter, daughter of her character in the first movie, which was Correct. born out of Iwa. You know, she wasn't knocked up or nothing. She just had a baby. Yeah, they don't explain stuff like that. Um, because it seems like, I'm going to preface this now, I don't like this movie. Hunter did like this movie. Um, so that's going to be the storyline here as we go through it. Um, can I, can I, can I start yeah. off with what I liked? Can I start off with what I liked here? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do, uh, no, it. I'm gonna do wait, it. Wait. I'm going to say okay. this. It's, okay. it's Avatar. We're going right into spoilers. If you haven't yeah. seen it. Oh, yes. Yes. If you haven't seen no... it, you can you can, you can can do something with your neck and a rope. That's for sure. Yeah. Just don't, um, don't listen to us. Don't listen. Just pure way. Pure way. Um, what I liked, first off, I think the, um, the narrating from Sam Worthington from Jake Sully is kind of soothing. You know, like it was kind of that jump back Fine. into the original Fine. film. You know what I mean? Like Fine. the first 20 minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the recap, he's like, he's like, and we've learned to hunt. Like I'm one of the people, like we live here, we do this. I'm like, okay, I like that. I like that. You know, reminds me of the video logs. Of course, I love the return to Pandora. 13 years is a long time. It's always great to get more world, world building in a universe that is really cool and unique. So of course I love that. You know, the whole guerrilla warfare thing was cool too. Um, what else did I really like? I mean, Nothing crazy. I mean, I like the movie for no, it. And of course, point. yes. And of course, it is it is another great reason why cinema should continue to be around in movie theater experience because when you have a hit like this that's so highly anticipated, I know a lot of people that went and saw this in theaters. And I mean a yeah. lot of people. People that Not haven't seen a movie. Two billion. In, right, right. And it's just, I, I appreciate that from a movie standpoint. Maybe not the specific movie, but... I think Avatar does a lot of good things for keeping Hollywood and in-person things alive, which I know isn't really a spoiler, sure. but that's just, you know, I enjoy Top Gun did better. Top Gun did yes. better. Yes. Sure. Sure. Maybe. 13 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Top, like top Gun. Do you see that video of Spielberg hugging Cruz and telling him that he saved He was like, you saved, saved Hollywood. Cinema. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That's pretty cool. Um, no, all three points valid. Uh, I... I don't want to say there wasn't any pros to this movie. I thought the movie was fine. I didn't think it was awful by any means. Like, But my ultimate description is it's like it's a movie that everyone tells you you have to see. And you go see it and you're like, why did I have to see this? Like, I just don't think a movie like that is deserving of all of this sales and movie theater. Like, like all of this buzz and push. Like... It seems like everyone's going because they're supposed to go. And three hours later, I was I was underwhelmed. 
I'll say this though, based off the first movie, I think the hype was warranted because I think the first movie plot wise and new world and everything. I mean, that was a great film, right? So when it's 13 years, you're expecting this to also be a masterpiece. So I think heading into the movie, knowing how many people went and saw it, I, I don't think is bad. I think how the movie was written and played out, you would rather have two billion in sales go towards something that was a much better feature film than Avatar Two, right? And no, and I like warranted to think hype it, from the first, yeah. I, and and Sorry. and I think I think something that people really have to take into account, or at least this is my opinion, is that it feels like this is a reboot of the series because it has been so long. With thirteen years in between, you know, I know it wasn't shelf, but there was just so much pushback. And they probably changed the script a thousand times and just wanted to get people hooked again. And the fact that, I mean, the next Avatar is supposed to come out next year. So it's, it feels like it's the first movie again, right? Which, which sucks, right? Which is why the plot sucks because it was damn near the same thing again, just in a different part of the Pandora world. But it feels like they are relaunching the Avatar brand. And now the next couple movies are going to be drastically different. That's you know that's a it's an optimistic and a good way to look at it. I do I do like that outlook on it. It helps see it in a better light. Doesn't make the movie better, but it, it makes me more optimistic no. for the future. Um, and Disney owns Avatar mm-hmm. or whatever they have rights to, and they have their own world in in Disney World. So it's like it's a huge property that's going to be continue to be pushed out. Um, yeah. But let's get into the story a little bit. I, I want to talk about like the actual plot, which we're kind of heading towards here. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, very similar to the first one. And just like, obviously, it's I exactly how you think it would start off, right? Like the human, the humans come back, right? I mean, like, of course, you know, that's what's going to happen. And it's, yeah, all right. I'm sorry to cut you off. But I mean, it's like, no, when you come into this movie, you, you know, the humans are going to be back somehow, right? You're like, all right, you know, it's been 13 years. Who's going to be the main antagonists obviously they're coming and the whole thing felt very you know two step well how about this if it takes that long to make and then this is the script we end up with like yeah some of the dialogue was bad but but whatever right it's like mostly an action movie right if you think about it then but it's like we couldn't have thought of anything more creative than an avatar version of the old villain or like the beginning of the story felt it was so confusing. They did not bring us back in smoothly. They did not like readjust like anything. Just felt like we were shoved in there. And then like all of Jake Sully's kids, like none of them had any personality. Like they all felt completely underbaked. And it's just like who who are we following this story? Like, I don't even know. Like, I, I couldn't even figure out what their names were, the two kids. No. Like I just and, the whole time I'm like, that's the older one and that's the younger one. That's I couldn't even do that. And it was so frustrating when they got captured and saved and captured and saved. And it was like, I don't know who's the older brother, I don't know who's the younger brother. Uh, it's like the Zoe Zaldana's character was hardly in it at this point. And it yeah. felt like there was nothing to her. It, it yeah. felt like a lot of these characters were just shells. Like they were yeah. just tropes. Like the older brother and the little brother who doesn't listen. And other than that, that's all I knew about these characters. So. Character-wise, it felt like everyone was underbaked. I did like Spider. Uh, I thought Spider was interesting. And then I thought Kiri, like I said her name was. I mm-hmm. thought Kiri was interesting as well. I thought 
both of them like had something to them, right? Like, yeah. Spider's yeah, connected like she's, to the she's, bad she guy. She seems to be the, the living embodiment of Awok. Here he is. Correct. And she's connected to the nature somehow. It's like, there you go. There's something that you can notice about the characters. But yeah. other than that, a lot of the characters felt flat and just felt like none of them had their own like real good stories besides like being connected to a whale or something. Like Yeah. So that was a little disappointing. Yeah, no, um, I agree with you. I feel like if you were to ask James Cameron, he would say that in my, you know, in my perfect movie, this would have been five hours long. So I could have really explained everything and I had to fit my whole story into three hours, which sucked. It's like, dude, three hours is a long time for a movie. But to your first point, very lazy, right? I think having humans be like the, the freaking, like, what are, what are their people called again? The Pandorans? What are they called again? I can't think of it. Avatar? What's their... Uh, oh, the, Navi. The, the, the Navi. The Navi. Like, I, I think having humans be, like, a Navi strike force was a cool idea. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, I could see that. Like, you know, a little deception. You know, why not use that to your yeah, strengths? Sure. But I think the whole idea of bringing the colonel back and a lot of his goons, his cronies from the first movie, yeah. and just putting in that first five-minute clip of, all right, we are uh, taking my DNA just in case I die. I can come back. Uh, this yeah. is my whole squad. And it's the same villains all over again. That's that's lazy as fuck. Like, don't get me wrong. Quaritch was a great villain. General Colonel Quaritch was an awesome Sorry. villain in the first movie. But it doesn't warrant him to just have them pick something out of nowhere and place him back into the Avatar world, right? I mean, that just seems really fucking stupid. Really stupid. No. Uh, and a lot of it felt lazy. And, like, I guess we'll just stay on the lazy thing. Like, the humans in this movie, I mean some of like the worst acting some of the worst dialogue like every time there's a human why are they wearing like they're wearing like a plain black baseball hat there's like no costume they're like and, and it's like oh i'm the fisherman yeah you know you yeah. want you want to catch it like uh, the humans were like whoa we couldn't have spent any of the money on it like at least an actor who might be on an hbo show like like you could right. have found anyone i mean right. they felt like a 2005 side character in the movie rush hour like yeah where did they find them who dressed them i i just like it just lazy and it was like i they put all of their time into the cgi you can tell and i saw it in 3d which was great but yeah you can tell it just felt like they they didn't care about a lot else like it really didn't feel like they cared about a lot else and a lot of people compared it to a video game and i could like really really see that Agreed. Agreed. Like, I mean, there was probably an hour and a half straight of strictly CGI, like no actual yeah. humans, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, let's relax here. Um, uh, but it, let's not completely shit on it, right? I mean, it, it was, it's it's cool, right? And it's like, if, if someone's a massive Marvel fan and they see Avatar 2 and they're bagging on it, let's take a chill pill here because a lot of Marvel movies follow the same cookie cutter thing too. Not to say I hate Marvel because I don't. I thoroughly enjoy it. But it's not like it was the dumpster fire of all dumpster fires. Like it was cool to see another tribe and how other people live. And, you know, they're on the water and they connect to different animals. And it makes me think that this next sequel is going to be better. Because it's supposed to come out in 2023. Literally a year from the from last year. It's like it's supposed to come out Christmas again, I think, next year. And I think that's actually when we're going to get a lot deeper into this. Like I mentioned before, it was kind of relaunching it and there's so much shit they have to cover and they had to make it different. So they kind of left a bunch of the characters and a bunch of the previous plot behind to focus on this new one. And I think in the next movie, 
we're going to see the human city a lot more and, and we're going to see, you know, maybe other Navi tribes that are dangerous or bad. And I think the plot's yeah, going to get be better, a fire right? Tribe. Yeah. Right. And I can give James credit Cameron because it feels like, and I don't know if this is a slight or a respect thing, but it feels like he's just making like an info doc into a movie series, right? Like he's just literally trying to just give you the world and so the movie doesn't matter as much because the world is so cool and there's going to be so much lore and history and different tribes. But at the same time, it's like, we're seeing this to be an unbelievable movie and we want it to be as good as it can be. Right. And I don't even know if you could yeah. follow that, but that's what I was going for. A little bit. I want to note, I, I think James Cameron's a prick. He is a prick. And like, he's definitely gone off the wall a little bit. Like he made Titanic, right? So mm-hmm. he made arguably top three most famous movies of all time um so like he thinks he's a fucking genius he thinks he can do whatever he wants and like he has that push over studios like he kind of has yeah yeah and and i I just think he's lost it a little bit like needs some help or needs someone to push back on some stuff right i just like the you're right the world build was cool but like not cool enough not cool enough for three hours if it's three hours if it's three hours you have to give me more why don't i know any why i feel like i know nothing about the characters after three hours like i'm not invested i'm hardly invested in jake Sully. he all i remember him is that his kids call him sergeant and sir and it's just like right okay like we have no relationship between them hardly see any relationship between him and his wife all they do is like leave their tribe and it's just I felt like he needed some assistance. Maybe he can do the world build is cool. Like seeing the water tribe is cool, but not cool enough. Not to sit there for an hour in the movie. Like we were literally watching them fish and learn how to swim and get in trouble for swimming too far or get in trouble for pulling a prank on the cool. Like uh, it was the middle. It's just like, Oh, right. So no, it was, a, it was an hour and a half of just that little montages learning how to do this shit. Like it was literally copy and paste from the first movie, right? Like when you got to ride a horse, learning how to fly the freaking dragon guys, like instead they're just doing it in the water, right? Yes. I would, I would very much agree with you there. I, and I will say this, like, I don't know if this is a hot take. I thought the CGI was really good. I thought the facial, anything facial recognition, facial wise was amazing, right? Like that technology is so good. But when we had some movement, like some heavy I, I, underwater stuff, special. Anything underwater was special. Like, that was really, really yeah. cool. Anytime yeah. when he had any, like, legit running movement, really working with guns, it took me out a few times. I was like, it looks a little cartoony. It, it looks like a little... thing where yeah. they tried to make it so real that in times it looked fake. Because, they're, you know what I mean? Like, there's a way to do, it, like, a lighter level of CGI where it looks real but they went for it so hard that it really does look like a cartoon, you know, moving. Like you can imagine them on the other side of the green screen and then see it, you know, weirdly flow. Yeah. It was kind of when they like really, that final sequence are really interacting with humans. Maybe that's why they said who framed Roger Rabbit did it better. Just like, I don't know. Some of the movements, it's like the words motion smoothing. Like some TVs have it. When you look at a soap opera and you're like, what's wrong? It's like, it's too smooth. It, Mm -hmm. It just felt like, and I kept noticing it. It was taking me out of the movie. So, like, it just felt like they weren't... Some of the environments, some of the backgrounds didn't interact well with the CGI avatars. But, like, that being said, the underwater was insane. And the facial, like, the really the faces were really, really good. Yeah, the expressions like, were it, unbelievable. 
the body movements really, really took me out a few times. And it pissed me off. I was mm-hmm. like, is there something, am I at like a weird screening of the movie? Like what's going on? Why does it look like that? So, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's yeah, where people said it felt video game like too. Which I can see that, which I can totally see that. But, yeah. Um, you know, just Any to, final takes here? Yeah. Yeah. Just to wrap up my thoughts, I'm happy to be back in the world. I'm hopeful for the next couple of films because what we have three more officially planned out. Um, uh, the action scenes were cool, right? I mean, I cr- I almost cried when the son died. That was pretty sad. And he was like, I'm shot. And they're like, holy shit, pumping him full of lead, you know, trying to bring mm-hmm. him back to life. You thought uh, Natiri and Tuke were going to drown at the end, you know, before AWOC came in and saved him. That was pretty intense. Uh, yeah, the action scenes were great. Like, they were. You know, I, I think it was pretty intense to watch. Um, not that deep, as you've alluded to a thousand times and we've said. But... Um, it was fine. It was good. It was average. Yeah, it it was good, not great by any means. Like Colonel's I alive only, again. Colonel's alive again, right? The only He's, reason I was getting was, pissed is when people kept coming back saying that was amazing. That was the best thing I've ever seen. It's like, let's slow down. Really, really. James Cameron did it again. What the fuck did he do? He just thought of the word water tribe, right? He just created a water and gross tribe. Two billion dollars. It's insane. Um. So he did that. Like, he can create a blockbuster, sure. Um, I wanted to say this, that final act, I did like that final action sequence, but too long. Too fucking long. Yeah. I mean, the kids got saved and put and tied up and saved and tied up, and they were drowning. They weren't drowning. They were drowning. They were, it was good, but it was... It got... Just come on. Yeah. Let's cut. And, let's cut some stuff. And then yet let's again, Colonel's about to drown. He gets knifed in the chest and choked out is drowned for probably three whole minutes. And then his son jumps in the water and he just, he wakes up like, dude, you got stabbed in the chest and choked out. What are we doing? And I hate doing stuff like that because it's a movie. It's a movie, right? It's fine. They're they're avatars. It's fine. But like, come on. Like, dude, let the colonel die. Let him die. Like, let's let's move to a next phase. Let's move to a next phase. It's over. If you're going to keep him in the movie, let's not really, really act like he died and pull him out of the fucking... Yeah, like just have him, have him get in a chopper and escape and say, I'll see you next week, Sully. Not right. that whole song and dance again. Yeah, it was just bullshit. Um, so we can get into our scores if you want to go. Yeah, you go first. I feel like I've been going first a lot. All right, I'll go first. Okay, I, I think this is my lowest score on here. Uh, Avatar, Wave the Water, 13 years later, a couple sequels planned. Kind of bad. Jake Sully's voice is smoothing. I gave this movie a 77. I gave this a 77. And like I said, if here's here's where I'll put it. If Avatar 2 was the first Avatar, if this was the first Avatar, right? If there was never an Avatar 1 and this was the first one, probably would have been like an 85 or an 86, maybe even an 87. But the fact that it really did get the scene picked up and dropped down just with a bigger world... And you kind of lost a lot of that character development that you got in the first one with like your four or five main characters. It tanked the score, you know, a good 10 points. So I, I think if if it was brand new, like an 85, but I gave it a 77. Fair. Now you've made me feel optimistic for the third movie. Um, they're going to go to a fire tribe who is like... We're, have they just released that? Because I was expecting uh, them to be at the end of this movie. Like I was just waiting to see like a two minute glimpse of like... We are the fire tribe. Yeah, and I just cool. never got that. Like, did they just release it? Were they just like? I the think fire James Cameron said he just said something, and it's going to be like a Navi tribe that 
also hates Navi. Yeah, um, like they side with the humans. They're like, you know, they're like the Native Americans that like took the guns and like cleaned out other they're, tribes. They're bad. Like the water people brought in them, but like these people are bad. Um, that being said, I am excited for the next one. And for my score, like for 13 years, the intro, they give us no context coming in. I felt really lost for the first 20 minutes. And I wanted to like, I wanted to pick up on everything. I didn't want to just sit there and be like, guns, whales, yeah. water. Like, I didn't yeah, want to just yeah. watch them. I wanted to try to learn, know the names. They didn't give me that in the beginning. Like I said, CGI, great. Some of it took me out. I didn't think it was the craziest thing ever. Um, plot, underbaked, underdeveloped, didn't give me mm. anything. Characters were mm. cliche, were mm-hmm. troped. Like, no one was recognizable. No one was that likable. All yeah. of that being said, them bringing back the villain, some like decisions that like I hate to talk about movies, but like him not dying at the end, just some of that shit like really pissed me off. All of that being said, it was good, not great. I gave it a sixty-eight. Jesus, oh man, that's a dive and, bomb. And and that being said, as well, that being said, I keep saying that being said, three hours was it was too much and i'm not a too ah. long guy but we could have just cut off so much we I could have got this movie, movie so do i but we could have got this movie out six years ago and it would have been the same true. thing that is true that that i mean I will admit some of like it was just like all right this is this was fun to watch 30 minutes ago it, it, it was just fine I like the length because of the movie theater experience, right? I mean, you plan the day out of it. It's like, all right, it's like we're getting dinner, then we're seeing Avatar, and that's our night. And it was popcorn, icy, in the layback chair, heated seats, dead of winter. And so I'm fine with that being three hours because if you're in there for an hour and a half, it's like I was in, then I was out. I really got to settle into it. And I had to pee for like the last two hours, which sucked because I had a couple beers before and I broke the seal. But to your point, for most of them, I agree. But 68, I mean, Jesus. Take a, take a chainsaw to James Cameron's nuts, Dan. Give him a second ask. I don't know why I hate him. I I, I think it's like I saw he's just he's just entitled because he made Titanic. So, like, he thinks he can do whatever he wants. And he, like, he's, like, on top of the world. Like, he has two of the highest, three of the highest grossing movies ever, which is just insane. But I, I, uh, I went back and I watched the South Park episode on James Cameron right before I watched Avatar just to really yeah. refresh my mind. And, like, they clown him hard, too. You know what I mean? He's like, like in the show, uh, James, they're, they're looking for something underwater and he just keeps going, my movie grossed $1.8 billion. So I've purchased a full fledged like military yacht and I have the world's best submarine and I'm going down and all his crewmates are just going, I fucking hate that guy. Do you think he's going to die down there? And everyone's like, boy, I hope so. And he's going down and he flicks on his thing and he's got his own song. It's James Cameron. Like, the Adventure I got to watch that. It's good. It, it's a good I, clowning. It's a good clowning. I forgot to talk about it. I worked with a camera guy who worked on Avatar too. He worked on it for That's a lot cool. of it. And I mean, you know how long they took to make this movie? He was like, Cameron was losing his mind by the end. Like he was so, I mean, working on a project for that long and working on these sequels. I mean, he's just he like, let's just was, push it out. Let's just push it out. Let's, uh, he let's said he was loony. Like, he was so lost and just crazy. I bet, so. dude. Like, it's been 13 years of all this dog shit. And do we even know, really, before we wrap up, because this is dragging, do we know why it took that long? Like, is it, is it, was it him for a number no, of the, years? No, saying, the technology, the technology they wanted for the other underwater scenes wasn't ready yet. 
so that was just in development forever. Um, really quickly, that leads to this. Edie Falco, who plays like the the marshal of the... What's her name in the character? We should have had the thing. Um, Edie Falco plays uh, General Ardmore, who kind of like runs the civilization now, like the big city on Pandora. Um, she was doing a press conference and she just said that um, she filmed her lines for this role like five or six years ago. Yeah. And and she just thought the movie flopped. She's like, I had no idea that the movie didn't come out. She's like, I recorded the lines in 2014. So I, I expected, you know, when I didn't hear anything about it, I thought it was just a massive flop. Nobody talked about it forever. So when the news was coming out that it was released and, the, you know, my agent got a call, hey, you know, they're doing the movie, yada, yada, yada. She was blown away. She was like, holy yeah, shit, this movie's that. been in production forever. Yeah, you know, I saw that story. It's funny. It's, it's true, though. It, I mean, it's a long, it's a long time. Like that's a long. It's a long time. We were, it's a long time. What, we were like freshmen in high school in 2014. Dude, no, the movie came out in 2008. Oh, oh, you're no, saying, I'm saying in 2014? Yeah, yes, yes. Think about how right. long ago that was for us, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, let's wrap up here and go to um, 6877. Let's move on to Last of Us episode six. Um, I'm on a, a bit of a time crunch here, but we can get this done. We'll move, we'll move hot. speed. We'll move speed. So we haven't talked about The Last of Us in a while. Um, we don't need to talk about it because the episodes have happened. We're past them. But every episode, all six have been hits. They've yeah, just been yeah. back to back to back to back to back. And the emotions are really starting to run high as we walk into this episode named called Kin, episode six. Um so where we're left off at the end of episode five, it drops us right off in episode six. And I want to note this now. The companion podcast on HBO for HBO's The Last of Us on Spotify. It's on HBO as well. It's it's amazing. It's really, really good. I've been listening yeah. to each episode. It's been really good. Um, we get dropped off with the death of Henry and Sam, which happened episode five in Kansas City. Um the death kid intense intense brother. last 20 minutes of that episodes not to Morning. not to go back to that episodes but the last 20 minutes of episode five all the freaking infected are coming out of the ground everyone's getting murdered there's clickers there's bloaters there's the regular ones i mean guns are shooting everywhere sam turns into a zombie i mean the whole thing that was just that was intense that was a lot yeah so we end with like an extremely emotional moment that's obviously pivotal for both joel and ellie mostly ellie um but like her trying to help Sam. Um, and I do want to note, like Ellie was talking to someone about it. It's like, do you think they're still in there once they become infected? Right. Sam wrote it down. It was um, like, do you think, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sam wrote it and they were, he was talking with Ellie and then they were like, huh? But if you notice at the end of episode five, Sam is still deaf, right? He doesn't notice Ellie's there until she touches him. Yeah. So they're still in there. Oh yeah, so, like, I never really thought about that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's 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 the cue. They're still in there, um, but we get we start this episode with that high emotions, and they're kind of you're kind of seeing how Joel and Ellie are grieving with it as they go to Wyoming, where we're now three months later um, in a completely mm-hmm. different landscape. So we get into the episode, and we meet um, Joel's brother. What is? Yep, Tommy. That's all right. Tommy, and they're in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Beautiful. Um, a working civilization in this pandemic, which we've yet to see. We've seen the Kansas beautiful. City QZ. We've seen like the that's Boston where I want to be in the end of the world. I mean, yeah, out 
that's, out on the open life. range in, in the middle of mountains, gated community. There's no government controlling them. It's just people getting by, you know, they got that nice Western Southern hospitality to them. Self-sufficient. I mean, it's, it's what you, it's a survivor's paradise. It is, but I'm, I'm starting to lean towards something sketchy is going on there. A little sketchy. And at first I was like, something's a little off, but what cued me in that something might be off, or I think something's off. Um, well, looks like all lines lead to Salt Lake City for Ellie to find the fireflies, right? We right. saw that map and all of them lead to Salt Lake City at the firefly base. Mm-hmm. Why would those people in Jackson Hole want to get anything fixed? Like, why would they want this all to end? Like, why would they want a vaccine? And that's where I got a little sketched out because, like, their life's great. Their life's perfect. And I bet their life is better than it was before for all yeah. of there. So why would they want yeah. anything to get fixed? I can that's, – that's a good point, right? That That's definitely valid. But I, I think we – I don't think the vaccine is going to have the ability to resuscitate a fully infected person back to health. I think the vaccine would just, if you get bit, you wouldn't turn because you have the vaccine. You know what I mean? So it's not mm, like, that's true. It, it's, it's not, not the world gets like saved. The, right. The world's not going to get saved. It's just a means to more better protecting yourself. You know what I mean? It's not going to take four years okay. and they're going to fix everything. Cause it's like, dude, you could, a clicker is not going to not rip you apart because you're saved. You know, that's what he said to Ellie. He's no, like, just, right. that's what Tess said in episode two, just because you're immune doesn't mean they can't rip you in half. Right. right. I think it's that's just another right. level. And to their point of view, I mean, I would understand not wanting to accompany Joel and Ellie to help them find somebody. Cause it's like, you're finally safe for the most part. You know, you're in a community. No, I you know, don't yeah. need to risk your neck anymore. And unless it's for, no. you know, the greater good. It, it just when they walked in, you know, obviously they're showing some it commun- felt eerie. communism it vibes, felt eerie. right? The kids are all there; they've never seen or heard anyone like Ellie. I don't know. There's just an in, like they might go back there. They might after they go to Salt Lake City, um, mm-hmm. whatever happens. But yeah, so that's civilization. And Tommy's wife, she can read people. Right? She's a lawyer. She knows something's up with Ellie, um, and that makes me a little. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I was just waiting for her to see the infected mark and just be like, I'm putting a bullet in your head right now. You know what I mean? Like just wait. Cause who's going to understand that she's immune. If they see that she's dead, she's dead. And then it's Joel, you just brought somebody infected into our town. Like you're fucking crazy. You know? Yeah. So that was scary. That was high intense. I, um, so like a best part about the podcast is, so it's Neil Druckmann who made the video game, Craig Mason, who did, um, uh, Chernobyl and is now in the show. Yeah. Yeah, so he helps. Him. And he's, they're both geniuses, right? Like you can just tell. Craig Mazin just knows how to make good TV. Like he found this amazing storyteller and can make it into like premium TV and just add here and take from here. So like yeah. they're really amazing. But a lot of times what they talk about in the podcast, like is the characters and what they're going through, right? Like what emotions is Ellie feeling? How, what is Joel feeling? Like how, why are they grieving this? And it's so intricate and you can like really see it in the acting it's really told within the story, but it's like here, right? We see Joel starting to go through some like panic attacks. Um, he says it's the cold. Um, he's nervous that he can't protect Ellie anymore. And that's been like a little yeah. sign throughout, but it's like he froze when the dog came. He 
he froze when um, Sam or uh, the little kid was infected. Yeah, Sam. He, he's he's been freezing, and it's like, and he's seen flat. He saw his daughter. Yeah. You know, he saw what he thought was his daughter with a girl, and it's like, wow, that could have been her life. I could have saved her, which I didn't. And it's like, Joel's really going through it, and then he gets stabbed at the end of the episode, and they leave us off with a huge, huge cliffhanger. So. Yeah, and it looks like next episode is going to be a whole backstory episode, yes, so we're is. not it's we're fun. not going to know for a whole another week. Um, yeah, no, I, I think you're definitely starting to see the true colors of Joel right now, or not true colors, right? Because we know who right. he is as a character, but I think now you're starting to see that he is attached, and I'm sure this last four month road trip is probably really taken a lot off of his mental state. I mean, that's a long time to be on the road to go somewhere you don't even know if that's going to be there, right? You don't even know if the firefly is still there. You don't know if your brother's there. And then, of course, obviously, he's getting closer and closer and closer with Ellie. And then I think the big bombshell was when Tommy's wife told Ellie, like, like, oh, she's like, oh, who's that? Your, your other kid. And she's like, no, that's Joel's daughter. You know, that's Sarah. That's And right there, Ellie's like, oh, fuck. Like, this man has been scarred. You know, and I think that's this a huge point to them because, you know, five minutes later, he's like, I know what happened with your daughter. And Joel right, goes, they have a big fight. Don't, don't say another fucking word about her. You know, like, don't. Don't even bring her up. You don't want to go there, you know? Just very yeah. tense and, and wall-breaking and wall-putting up. And it's, it was a lot. Yeah. It was definitely emotional. He hasn't, like, dealt with any of his trauma. And it's, like, what they really talk about with Ellie in the podcast, which, you know, it really just brought light to her, is, like, she's a kid, right? So she wants kid things, and she's attached to Joel as a father figure. But she's also, like, dealing with these insane traumas as a kid but it's still a kid, right? So she can be so hard and so mature in some areas, but in some areas she's 11 or 12 years old or whatever, who's never gotten this sort of love. So it's like these like double-sided features with her, um, which is so, so interesting. These characters are so layered. Um, back to Joel though, as you were talking about, it's like he's slowly gotten weaker and older as we've gone through. Mm-hmm. clear indication he's last 50 episode. i think he says he's 55 years old right or 53 years old like he's getting up there well so we he remember he said he's losing his hearing and then sam and why am i pulling on his brother's name um the they kept they they catch him on their sleep in last episode and then this episode um joel's like i'll stay up the night ellie i'll do watch and joel's mm-hmm. asleep when when we come to the morning so you know, it, it seems like Joel's starting to fade and Ellie's starting to take care of him just as much as he's taking care of her. It makes me nervous for the ending, right? I don't know how it ends. I have no clue. Yeah. But I'm, I'm worried Joel's at the point of almost just being a sacrifice and dying at the end. Right, and you're thinking I, now I with no that clue. stab wound, you like he needs something miraculous to pull him out because Ellie's not going to be able to fend. Um, something I did want to touch on. I don't know if you were getting a little pissed off, but I was like pretty upset and I'm, I'm sure this is purpose as well i don't think it had anything to do with like the show i was pretty pretty mad with joel of uh, um pretty mad with joel as to how he reacted when he got reacquainted with tommy you know what i mean it's like you haven't seen your brother in like you know whatever they said two years you know you did all this horrible shit together you're on this cross-country road trip to go find him I think at that point, you really have to bury the hatchet with, you know, maybe you have one quick, what the fuck, dude? You didn't reply to me. You know, I didn't know if you were alive or dead. I get that. But he was just really holding that grudge of, fuck you, man. Are you just trying to make up for like your old sins? You know, 
are you just trying to do this? You're trying to act like a hard ass. You just forget, you know, that we're bloodthirsty killers. And Tommy's just like, dude, that's why I was worried to tell you I'm staying out here or worried to see you again is because you're just trying to bring up all these old wounds. I've moved on, man. Like, mm. why can't you just embrace me and say, it's good to see you. And you just, you live here with me and we drink and we don't have to worry about the rest of the world. And we can just fix our relationship and, and have a good time until we die of old age. And no, him just right. being pissed and pissed. I was like, Joel, fuck off, man. Like, yeah, he probably shouldn't have ghosted you. But dude, it's your brother. He lives on the whole other side of the country. You found him. Just be happy. Just be happy. Yeah. No, I, well, he's happy to see him, right? The initial reaction is pure love. And then quickly, quickly, you know, only a few hours later, turns into like resentment, right? Yeah. He's resentful. Joel, Joel doesn't know what like his purpose is, right? Like he's still trying to find it. Clearly it's being a father. And like mm-hmm. he, Joel hasn't dealt with the death of Sarah at all. And then he finds out his brother's having a kid. And he's like, it's pure resentment. Doesn't even say congrats. Like, Doesn't even say congrats. No, it's because Joel wants that. He wished he had that. And it's like, I could only imagine that being so hard in that sort of world, right? Like mm-hmm. being in the QC and find out your brother's living like this. And it's right. like the shit he doesn't you even reach out. Through. No. And so why would you not be a little resentful? Like I, it's got to be so hard because it's like, you know, and Joel hasn't dealt with any of the things, right? He's, you can just tell, like, he is such an unpolished character, just like Ellie mm-hmm. is, right? There's so many things good about them, but there's so many things they're, like, clearly working through and getting towards. So Joel's got some some stuff he never dealt with. Like, he never dealt with the de- his death of his daughter. He mm-hmm. can't deal with the fact that he's falling. He wants to care for Ellie just as much as he wanted to care for his daughter because he's he won't allow himself to care for her because he's scared he's gonna fail her and she's gonna mm-hmm. die too. Like he's just scared he's gonna fail her. And we kind of see that in this episode when he breaks down. And he's like, "I'm just gonna fail you. Go with Tommy. I can't do this anymore." Um, yeah. So it's like it's that resentment. I, I don't know. He's Joel doesn't know what what to do. He won't allow he himself. Doesn't, he doesn't to know get what his there. per. Yeah. I mean, right when he gets there, what are you doing out here? Did you come to see me? Nah, I'm just doing a job. Right, like and the whole time he was you, like, he said, "Yeah, right, right." He's like, "I'm doing a job, and then I came to save you." Like I thought you were in trouble, but like what he was telling Ellie the whole time, he's like, "I'm going to see my brother, and you were just my excuse to go out west." Like I was going there anyways, and now I have you, you know. So right. he's just like, he's tr- not trying to tell Tommy. Like I, basically, he went above and beyond to not be sympathetic and more open instead of being like, "I came to see you, man. Like I miss you, and this life isn't worth living without somebody that I love." To just, yeah, you know, really cool. I ran into you. I'm just taking her out west. You know, it's pretty yeah. cool that you're here. I was doing a job. You know what I mean? Like, let, yeah. down, let down your walls a little bit to your brother. He won't do it with Ellie either. Like, he won't, you can't tell Ellie he cares about her. Like, he, yeah. he has it. He just, like, can't allow himself to do that because he cares so much. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's, that's what, you know, we go back to that conversation with Ben. It's like, why do people love this video again? Like, what is it? It's like, this story is so much about the two characters much yeah. more than what's about happening in the world so like so much good stuff happening in the story but those two characters we learn so much each episode they get deeper and deeper each episode it's like it's been such a good ride with them yeah. two. and then totally. besides just their bond the story's just been magnificent and heart-wrenching each each twist and turn a lot of death you know, I, I will yeah. say this. 
I don't know if it would have, could have even been done or if maybe Druckmann and Mason, Craig Mason had a plan to do it. But I would have, I think I would have really liked if, because season one is the whole first video game, right? That's what it is. It's the video mm-hmm. game. Each chapter has been a new episode. I don't mm-hmm. think I would have minded if they really drew it out, you know, instead of, you know, they have season two confirmed. You're assuming season one's game one, season two's game two. I wouldn't have minded season one is the first half of the first game. Season two is the second half. Like I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have been upset if we had another episode or two in the Boston QZ in another full episode yeah. in Kansas city. Right. And another episode of them getting to Wyoming instead of just fast forwarding. And then another episode dealing with the town in Wyoming and then going to try to find the firefly hospital. Right. Like I, I'm not going to say the pace is off cause I don't think so but I definitely feel like they have a little kick to them. I think there's a little fire to the story to keep progressing and not to say they're doing a bad job with it by any means. But I think if we've had another, you know, 10 episodes before Joel finally tells Ellie, I love you or whatever that plays out to be, I think we would be so much more connected with these characters. Not to say we aren't already. Cause I feel, I think I feel what they're feeling. And I think if we were to get another season of this whole first journey, I think it would have been pretty special. But I don't want to ruin I, it, and I, I want to ruin a good thing. No, so I think that comes I like some, I, I like some of the things you're saying. But the main counter right there is, like, if you start to pull away from source material farther than they have, Correct. they've created little bits in here, then it's Game of Thrones, right? Like, Neil Druckmann, yes. yes, he made this story, but he made the story that's made. So, like, once you yeah. start going off of it, it's – it's maybe taken away from like right. if you add this, though then that part down the road isn't as important or this doesn't make sense. And I think it just gets tricky. I agree. And it's it's an adaptation. So I, I agree. You know, I think no, that's can only that's... pull away. You make a good point, but it's like I feel like they can't. Right. Cause then you have Druckmann trying to think of things on the fly, and he already has something that's so airtight, that's so yes. congruent that if you were to have to really pull that apart and show things behind the scenes, you're right. You know, that that's why I was saying in the beginning. I don't know if there's even a way to do it or if he thought about it, but my perfect, you know, consumption yes, is kind of yes, consumer yes. were to have a yes, little, more, con- yes. little more. Yes. In my consumer world. Understood. In my consumer um, world. Do you want to do what are you watching? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what am I watching? Rachel and I are watching Yellowstone still. I've kind of fallen off. She's been a little mad at me. I've been ripping through some South Parks again. Um, the new season. I? Yeah, the new season uh, that, that comes out on HBO Weekly. Uh, still watching The Bad Batch. Um, I just watched Birdman, or was it The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance? I've actually on, never uh, seen Birdman. Uh, you, you out of all people would love it. You, you out of all people would actually really love it. Um, it's on HBO. Yeah, they're we're almost on Lil's. No, Guess I just appearance. farted. Oh, oh, Daniel. Oh, it stinks. Too. Dude, it's thumping oh, the world. Right. You would love Birdman. It follows an old, it's Michael Keaton. It is kind of like a play on Batman and it's in like a Broadway studio and they're putting on a play. You would actually it's like, like a one shot movie, right? Kind Are of. It's supposed kind to look of, like yeah. a one shot. Yeah, it's it's really good though. You'd, you'd like it. Um, and then, you know, just a little, nothing solid. I, I need to start another show. I've been on the look for one. Um, maybe I'll watch you season four and uh, I want to watch Dark on Netflix. So okay. not that much that I'm watching. Not that much. No, surprisingly not. Because it's been so long, you probably forgot a lot. It could be as well. Um, modern Family. That's almost done with that. Nice. I love a little Modern F. I've actually gotten my hands in a lot of things. So I've been watching season one of Poker Face. 
on mm-hmm. Peacock, um, mm-hmm. starring Natasha Leone, Ryan Johnson writes it. Best way to describe it, it's like a kind of a corny, low budget murder mystery family, not family friendly, but uh, not true detective type of murder mystery. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's a good watch. Um, I've been enjoying it. It's funny. Um, different guest actors each episode. She's kind of traveling around, going to new places. So each episodes are pretty uh, separate. They're a little connected, okay. but pretty separate. Cool. Um, cool. I've. What am I? What else am I? About? Oh, I started Arrested Development. So started a sitcom, Arrested George Development. George Michael Bluth. Nice. George That's Ma- fun. Love- it's. I didn't finish yeah. it. I watched like the first two seasons, but it's good. Well, of course, right when I start, I find out that it's getting taken off Netflix. That's um, March fifteenth. So I gotta, I gotta get through the next two seasons fast. I believe four and five were made on just for Netflix. So we'll see if they yeah. get there. Um, so I've been reboot. watching that, which is nice to have a sitcom back in the diet. I mean, I, I haven't had one in so long. It's such a treat to have. You just pop it on. You just, just pop it just on. Just put it on. Just, just sit there. I can like be after work and be like, ha. Huh. Right. On the you couch, know. maybe eating. <laughs> like that's a good, totally. Yeah. It's a and great I don't, show. I don't need to be like, <laughs> like I can just sit back and be like, yeah, that was good. That was good. Just like, little you know, subtle things, you know, little Tobias Fugue. He's a never nude yeah. and you're laughing. The Never Nudes hilarious bit. I love Kid Michael Sarah. Um, yeah, yeah, he's I, yeah, he's fucking he's funny. He's great. Um, and then there's one more thing. I, I did finish. I wanted not. I did finish. I want to start Full Swing on Netflix, the golf documentary. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm seeing finished, clips. It looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I finished uh, Breakpoint, the tennis one, on Netflix, which was really good. Um, uh-huh. So I'm I'm ready to okay. move on. Um, there's one more show nice. that I'm watching that I'm totally forgetting. Um, I've definitely started one more thing. I started one more thing. It doesn't exactly matter. We can carry on. There's nothing to carry okay. on. Okay. But I, uh, right. Unless you think of blank. it in the next forgetting. TV show, movie, what? No, it's a TV show. Avenue five Deadwood. Is it it's funnier? Is it more serious? Is it more serious? Oh, 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 new season of South Park. Have you been watching? Did we just talk about that? Yeah, I'm watching. I didn't know if you were watching the new season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching. And then it started making me watch the older seasons because I haven't watched gotcha. it in a while. I was going to – I started the first episode and then I – There's only two episodes. I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't finish the first one. That's okay. That's all right. I'll get there. <laughs> nice. Good to know. Um, thank you. I It's because I have to pee. I'm just going to be honest. I just have to pee. That's okay. Then let's wrap it. All right. I got a quote for you. I looked up quotes, nothing to it. Okay. This is from Dolly okay. Parton. The way I see it, okay. if if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Hey, go but, Dolly. Go thanks, Dolly. Dolly, Dolly World. Go, Dolly. Damn, I feel like a woman. Thank you, watchers. Sorry it's been two weeks. Avatar, that's a renter. The Last of Us is still going strong. It's going to be fucking awesome. Hopefully a great summer movies. Super Mario, we're seeing that in theaters. Oppenheimer, we're Ooh, seeing that in theaters. Wait, can't, wait, can't, that wait, can't wait, can't now. Um, thank you all. Hope to talk with you next week. Everyone give Dan sprinkles of good luck as he is on the hot mic. Um, <laughs> thank you. I love you, fans. And as always, you can't eat your pudding unless you eat your meat. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.